If you get an email from me, chances are at the end of the message, I'll sign off with blessings, Michael. It's a way that I try to express what I'm hoping for all of us, that our lives are full of good things. And you probably encounter this word blessing or blessed a lot. Sometimes it may even strike you as a little sanctimonious or a little jarring. There's hashtag blessed on social media. And this can be both a positive and a negative. We see people around us proclaiming that they are blessed, and we wonder, but what about me? I don't have X, Y, or Z. What's the deal? God, why aren't you blessing me? So as we get started this morning, we might ask ourselves, what is a blessing anyway? Well, to some, a blessing is a gift you receive. And yet to others, a blessing might be a state of mind, namaste. To some, it is a formal word like a benediction at the end of church where I'll invite you to go out and be a blessing to the world. If you are a dictionary nut, you might want to know that the word blessing has its roots in Old English and the Germanic-speaking countries, where it means to be marked with blood. Whoa! So a blessing, then, is not merely a life where everything is great, but a blessing, rather, is an experience that marks us that changes us, that transforms us. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. 
You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People do not light a lamp and put it under the bushel basket. Rather, they put it on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I want you to imagine that you are on that hill, that mountain of Beatitudes, or like Mary Lee mentioned, that Beatitudes can mean happiness, that mountain of happiness. Imagine you are there with Jesus. You might imagine Jesus speaking to people very much like us. We are eager to hear a good word, a blessing, and Jesus rises to the occasion. In these words, Jesus speaks to those who are downcast, to those who are marginalized or discriminated against, to those who feel unsure or maybe even unloved. Jesus speaks to those who the authorities of his time reject. And these Beatitudes aren't just for ancient times, they speak to us here today. To those who mourn, we will be comforted. To those who hunger and thirst, we will be filled. To those who are pure in heart, we will see God. And for those who strive for peace, we will be called the children of God. Rejoice and be glad, says Jesus. And that's really the message that Jesus has for us right now. Rejoice and be glad, for life is not always what it seems. What the Beatitudes offer us is a message that even in the midst of pain and sorrow and fear and frustration, God's blessing is with us. When we're struggling to pay the rent, when we experience marginalization and discrimination, when we aren't sure what to do with ourselves, God's blessing is with us. In the coming weeks, both my sermons and Reverend Peter's sermons will be focused on this theme of blessing. And we're going to invite you week after week to discover how you can be a blessing, not just to the colonial community, but to everyone in your life and even people you don't even know yet. And we have an opportunity this morning for us to begin thinking about those people, places, and situations in your life where you want to extend God's blessing. I want you to find these in your pews. Pass them down if you can. And um, if you don't have one in just a second, please raise your hand and someone will look around and say, oh, this one is for you. So everybody needs one of these. And I want you to imagine again that you're back there on that mountain with Jesus and he's looking for a little help. He needs a good list of beatitudes to share with the people. So if you were writing your own beatitudes, what would they say? Who would you speak kindly to in the world today? Could be anybody. What do you see around you that makes your heart hurt so much that you need to speak a little love and joy and peace to somebody? To remind them that they are not suffering alone. And so in just a moment, the Reverend Ryan Murray is going to come and play guitar for us for a few minutes. And the Reverend Kelly Hansen is going to come up. And what we're going to do is twofold. We're going to take all of these new Beatitudes 
And we're going to write them down, over the, type them up over the course of this week, and we'll mail them out to you so you'll see all of the Beatitudes that have been shared with the congregation today. And the second thing is, for every beatitude, we're going to take a ribbon, which is here at the front of the congregation, and tie it onto a frame as a mark of a blessing that's been extended. And week after week after week, those ribbons will be here. When you are ready to bless someone, you just tie a ribbon onto that frame. And after several weeks, we will see just how many hundreds of blessings are being shared in this community. So I invite Ryan to come and play guitar with us. I invite us to write these Beatitudes. Kelly will come, and when you're ready, bring your Beatitude forward, put it in the basket, and either tie a ribbon yourself or with Kelly's help, you can um, have the ribbon placed for you. Blessed are the caregivers, for they help those who cannot help themselves. Blessed are those who use LED lights, for they are saving energy for the next generation. Blessed are the chiefs, for they shall win. <laughs> but you can't use that one because I've already used it, so you can't put that one in there. So, take this time to write and share your beatitude, bring it forward, and we'll gather here in a moment. Sometimes I need only to stand where I am to be blessed. These are the words of the poet Mary Oliver, and I think we can miss this sometimes because the world around us is often focused on what is going wrong, on what the problems are, on what the mistakes have been, and we are not encouraged to live our lives as if they are experiences of being blessed. But Jesus speaks abundance in a world that is lacking. Jesus speaks about peace in troubled hearts. He speaks into a world that hates him and will kill him, but still he speaks. And I want you to see today that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God's blessing is at work in you. Lutheran pastor and teacher Nadia Boltz Weber wrote a new list of Beatitudes, very much like what we are doing now. And I'll end with her words of blessing. Blessed are the agnostics. Blessed are they who doubt, those who aren't sure, those who can still be surprised. Blessed are those who have nothing to offer. Blessed are they for whom death is not an abstraction. Blessed are they who have buried their loved ones for whom tears could fill an ocean. Blessed are they who have loved enough to know what loss feels like. Blessed are they who don't have the luxury of taking things for granted anymore. Blessed are they who can't fall apart because they have to keep it together for everyone else. Blessed are those who still aren't over it yet. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who no one else notices. The kids who sit alone at middle school lunch tables, the laundry guys at the hospital, the sex workers, and the night shift street sweepers. Blessed are the forgotten. Blessed are the closeted. Blessed are the unemployed, the unimpressive, the underrepresented. 
Blessed are the wrongly accused, the ones who never catch a break, the ones for whom life is hard, for Jesus chose to surround himself with people like them. Blessed are those without documentation. Blessed are the ones without lobbyists. Blessed are those who make terrible business decisions for the sake of people. Blessed are the burned out social workers and the overworked teachers and the pro bono case takers. Blessed are the kind hearted NFL players and the fundraising trophy wives. And blessed are the kids who step between the bullies and the weak. Blessed is everyone who has ever forgiven me when I didn't deserve it. Blessed are the merciful, for they totally get it. Amen.